3: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
4: Let's go! This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
0: This is hour two of the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings. The show on VCN and DraftKings Network. Stormy Bon and Tony with you, alongside Will Hill in for Michael Lombardi today, as he's continuing to do a little pub for football done right and getting some well-deserved time off. But Will, very fortunate to have you today, of course, host the Should Have Bet More podcast. Does a great job with the gambling group chat with Chris Felica and the gang on the Bear Bets podcast. Which, by the way, you just had a new edition of Should Have Bet More that dropped this morning, correct?
5: Yep. Had JVT on this morning. Talked NBA awards. Had Ian awesome. Eagle on Friday. Went around, uh, bounced around between college basketball, NBA, NFL. It's always great to, to talk to Ian. So, yeah, have had some good ones recently. Check those out. But uh, what I led my podcast with today, I, we're going to get into some NBA. To me, the Lakers, I talked about this yesterday on the Lombardi Line. They were minus 140 to miss the playoffs. It's up to minus 170 or down to minus 170, however you want to phrase it. I still think that's bettable because – they lost yesterday. They are looking right at a ten seed. The rest of their schedule, the rest of you know, the month, the the March, uh, the rest of February here, the next nine games. It's a lot of Nuggets, Thunder, uh, at the Kings. They they play a bunch of good teams. The Bucks, the T Wolves. They're only a few games over five hundred. And if they end up in that ten seed, and Golden State does have an easy schedule, so I think they're going to get past here. The Lakers will. You're talking about winning two road games, maybe winning one at Golden State, one at like Phoenix or Dallas. Who knows? Uh, to me, this Laker team just doesn't have it because they're only a few games over 500, and usually they're around this spot every time this year, or every time uh, around February, March, they're around a playing team with LeBron and Davis. But usually it's because one of those guys has missed 20 or 30 games. They have both been healthy, and they're still yeah. only a couple of games over 500. To me, uh, they're yeah. not making the playoffs, and it's probably it for LeBron winning titles. It really, it's going to be a mixed resume for LeBron in LA because they won one title, they made another conference finals, but. That one title, it was in the bubble. And I don't discount that, but there were no fans. It was during football season, so... It, it's hard to say you want a title it's been a disappointment but if he only wins one there and he, he is only going to win one there it is kind of a disappointment that they didn't compete at least more when you have lebron you have davis so to me lakers to miss the playoffs still a good bet in this spot
0: that is an interesting point because you're, you're dead on usually it's because ad's missed god knows how many games in right. a season or whatever it is but they've been largely healthy this year and still sitting there on the ninth spot currently in the the play-in tournament spot but hey they they played in the play in last year and ended up making a Western conference final. So you, you never know if they could get hot, I guess. But so looking at the warriors too, who are sitting right there in the 10 spot, the nine and 10, if you had to pick one of those teams to make a little bit of a run, you would say it, you would prefer to take golden state than than LA. I
5: would schedule is easier. And I just think Curry's better than LeBron at this point. Curry's still a great player. Some of those younger guys have developed Kaminga. Podzenski was a nice pick. That was a good find, a good value for where they picked him. Clay can still give it to you on certain nights. Draymond does what he does defensively. And again, the schedule. And I just think they've got the the best player among the two teams. So uh, I would say the Warriors could make a run. It's it's interesting. I don't know if you bet any awards. I had, like I said, I had JVT on the pod this morning and he mentioned, and we went through award by award. He basically didn't like the favorite in any of these markets. He liked Holmgren at five to one for rookie of the year. He thought Finch had a shot at coach of the year at two to one. So I'd encourage people to uh, you know check out JV stuff, go back, listen to that podcast, read what he writes at VEASAN.com because he thinks there's some value here in basically all these markets and do our NBA awards. Is that something you get involved in at all?
0: Not particularly, you know, especially with this show, uh, we're we're primarily football based. So that's where I'm looking at everything. And then I would say college hoops right. is my secondary to, to NFL college football and spring football, a college fo- college basketball would be next. And then NBA, but like it is something that I've been paying closer attention to now that we're in the off season, but that's just a couple of weeks. It does surprise me that that Holmgren is a name that JVT is looking at just because it seems like Victor Wembignana would have this sewn up. And I know he's a significant odds on It's like $7 or something like that right now. I would find it hard to believe barring an injury that he didn't win that. No,
5: yeah, and, and JVT made a good case though that like the team success uh, f- for OKC could factor in. Holmgren is st- still putting up good numbers. Who knows when Webinyama has missed, I think, six, seven games. They do have that threshold where, hey, if he rolled an ankle, they'd be careful with him and keep him out a couple weeks and then he wouldn't win this award. So maybe that's part of the angle. Uh, I will say Webb and, and that team stinks. It's unfortunate. <laughs> but sometimes you just watch the highlights and he does something that actually just makes you giggle or just laugh out loud. I mean, he makes the hoop look like a nerf hoop. I just never seen a guy with that dimensions do the things he does. It's, it's ridiculous how just the size of him. I don't know. Have you seen him in person? I know he was out in Vegas this summer. Have you seen? Have you watched him at all in person? Not
0: in person, but like okay. you don't you don't need to. You can no, see it through the screen just fine. It's it's crazy. Yeah, Minus seven 50 right now at DraftKings for Rookie of the Year. But anyway, the, I want to go back to Lakers Warriors. The reason that I asked the question was because you look at the Warriors right now, who are still a minus one thirty favorite to miss the playoffs at DraftKings right now. They're eighteen to one in the West, thirty five to one to, to win a title. But Draymond Green. As we know, always has something to say, uh, and in this case, his outlook on the Warriors' future this season remains very optimistic. Take a listen.
6: I 100 believe that we are legit title title contenders this season. Um, I don't see any team out there that we couldn't beat. Obviously, the car has got to fall in place. Obviously, a lot of things got to go your way. Obviously, you need some luck. That's just the nature of winning championships. But I don't see any team in the NBA that we can't beat and compete for a title. And mama, we still got that man.
0: That's a hell of a line. Mama, we still got that man. And yes, you do. Steph Curry is unbelievable. Although, although uh, off shooting night yesterday, not often that we walk away from a game and see Steph going one for 10 from three. But do you believe that what Draymond is is saying that this is a team that could make the playoffs and, and make a run or is he living in delusional land?
5: Somewhere in between. I never want to count out a team with Curry. I think I would phrase it this way. I think they could beat any given team, although Denver seems to have their number. I think Denver's beating them 10 out of 11. I just don't know if even if you get out of the plan, you're talking about stringing four of these series together. Again, you could beat any given team, but beating the Nuggets and the Clippers and the Suns, then the Celtics. I don't know that they're beating all four again. I feel like conference finals would kind of be their ceiling where they Mm -hmm. could win a series, maybe win two. I just, I don't know. I, I feel like they've missed their win. Now, look, they've had a great run. They've won title after title. This is one of, like, not, not that many teams have accomplished what they've accomplished, but I do feel like they're done hanging up banners. Maybe, and we'll talk to Nick Whalen about this coming up. Maybe the obvious answer is staring right in front of us. What's Denver to win the title? Because they've kind of gone through the motions, typical post-title hangover malaise. Maybe, the, maybe Denver's the best bet here. Uh, and again, they're not going to have the easiest path where they're going to have home court. It doesn't look like, but maybe Denver's the best value here around four or five to one where, Hey, they still have the best player and they're still the best team. Is that, is that a team you would bet here? If you had like a hundred dollar free bet or a hundred dollars, Hey, I have to bet it on somebody in terms of a future. Would you go golden state? Would you go Denver? Or would you go somewhere else?
0: Like it's annoying to to go favorites, but I just I really like Denver and I love Nikola Jokic. And I yeah. think like the especially in the Western Conference, they have that the, the size advantage with Jokic that I look at the Warriors and they're fun and they're talented. And I know that they've made their hay by going against the odds with their size. But I think it's kind of at the point where with their age now, too, that that size factor is caught up with them a little bit. So I love I love the Nuggets uh, plus of 475 right now at, at DraftKings. Like they're, they're just a team that I, I like to root for. And in the West, I would say Nuggets and the the Clippers are, are. So I don't know if you know this about me. I'm not somebody that has like a fandom for an NBA team throughout the course of my life. I just never have. But being from San Diego State and being in school at the same time as Kawhi Leonard, I've basically just rooted for wherever he was at any given time. So it's nice that that he and that Clippers team have stayed largely healthy and to see them plus four seventy five as well as the Nuggets. Like I understand why those two teams are favorites in the West the way that they are. And I, I really like them both. I'd say I would lean more Nuggets to repeat than I would Clippers. But but I, I if the Clippers could find a way to continue some of the hot streak that they had going into the All-Star break, I wouldn't mind it at all.
5: I'm with you. Did, did uh, I'll ask you this. Did, the three title like these three teams, Celtics, Clippers, Nuggets or the field, who wins the title, which which bucket would you rather have? I think the title comes out of those three.
0: I yeah, I like. Well, it's fun. It's funny you ask that because I have on my notes for the Eastern Conference Celtics or the field. So that shows you how I, how I have things narrowed me down too. in the Eastern Conference. I would probably take. I would probably take that bet. It depends on what number you're giving me, but right. yeah, I'm. I'm with you. It feels like it's a top heavy um, league right now in the NBA. Where do you sit on the Bucks? Because obviously, since Doc yeah. took over, it's been a little bit weird. I know Dame hasn't fit as seamlessly in Milwaukee throughout the majority of the season. Things are starting to come together a little bit. They've won back-to-back games. Could they be for real and put things together? Or where where do you stand on this team?
5: It's hard to have a team with Giannis and Lillard and just say, hey, they have no shot. They're a cross-off for me. It does feel unlikely, though, for a team that's played this bad defensively. They fired the coach. It just seems like there's something under the surface, whether it's I, I don't know. People have hinted that Dame and Giannis don't sort don't get along too well. There's the defensive personnel. Some of it, they gave away for Lillard. I, I, I don't know. I, I do have a hard time getting that Miami series out of my head last year. <laughs> and I'm still recovering financially from that. I'm shocked. They lost that heat series. I don't know. I mean, I can't count them out, but I wouldn't be picking them. I'm, I'm sort of in between. How about you?
0: Well, I well I, So with Milwaukee, same thoughts as you. It's like, this is a team that went all in, but I just, first of all, I don't trust Doc to begin with. No, me neither. Good point. So so that's like one layer of it, too. And it's just unfortunate when you think about how much this team has invested to get over the hump and you go out and get Dame and you're willing to fire Adrian Griffin because you think that they need something a little bit different and it's just not there. It just feels off to me. And yeah, they've won back-to-back games, but one of them was against Philly, which... OK, you should absolutely win without any problem because they don't have Joel Embiid, which I'm sad we don't. The one reason like I, I really wish that I had Michael today is I want to know his thoughts on the 76ers right now because he was telling me last week that he was optimistic. Now I'm wondering how he feels down the stretch because it looks ugly, I think.
5: I do have one bet I like regarding the Bucks. When they lose, it will not be Doc Rivers' fault. You can bet that. I don't care what the number is, you can lay that. It will not be Doc Rivers. Fault. He'll point the finger at somebody else. It'll be somebody else's fault. It'll be if you hear him, man, it's never his fault. Is Ever. that
0: is that your JJ Reddick impression?
5: JJ's right. I mean, JJ right now JJ hasn't had a great postseason resume. Some of those losses are, if you look at his stat sheet in the playoffs, some of it's on him, but he's hundred percent right. Never docs Always something else.
0: That's uh, too good. We do have four games coming up in the association today, two teams on the second half of back to backs. the Pacers, as they take on the Raptors Kings at home against the heat heat are going to be, of course, without Jimmy Butler, as he's serving his suspension for that altercation in the Pelicans game. We'll get some perspective on the action tonight, as well as some more NBA futures when Nick Whalen of AutoWire joins us coming up next. Stay with us on the Lombardi line.
3: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 infinity QX 80. feels just right don't miss it mark your calendars and be the first to see it march 20th at 7 p.m eastern only on iHeartRadio's youtube channel save the date at new-qx80.com 2025 qx80 coming this summer
0: hey sarah i'd love that spring break vlog you posted on zigazoo omg you watched it yeah it was edited so well
4: This is the Lombardi
3: line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, here is your host,
4: Stormy Bonatone, on VSIN, the sports betting
2: network. Baseball
0: is back, and what better way to hit off the grapefruit and cactus leagues than with VSIN's free MLB betting primer? This primer will tell you how to bet on spring training and continue all season long with our VSIN Experts World Series futures analysis. Our free MLB betting primer has basic baseball betting advice for those new to betting the sport, plus a breakdown on how how to use sabermetrics for more data driven betters to make this your best season yet. Bet the MLB smarter this year. Download the free MLB betting primer now for free. vsin.com slash guide. That's vsin.com slash guide. This is the Lombardi line. Stormy Bonantoni and Will Hill with you on this Monday morning. Thank you for hanging out with us. Excited to continue some of our conversation in the association as Nick Whalen joins us. RotoWire senior NBA analyst. You can catch him on SiriusXM. NBA as well, Nick, how you doing? We're in the the second half, the so-called second half now, so things are starting to get real.
4: They sure are. It's good to be back. Great to be talking NBA with you guys on a Wednesday, or excuse me, Wednesday, a Monday afternoon. Uh, but yeah, it's really the final third of the season, right? There's kind of this misnomer out there that the, the all-star break is the halfway point. Not true whatsoever. we got the stretch run already.
5: Nick, let's talk Oklahoma City Thunder, because they're a team that fascinates me. We know they have a million picks. We know they have a bunch of young players. Forget all that for a second. Forget the future. Can this Oklahoma City team win the uh, uh, Oklahoma City Thunder team win the title this season?
4: Can they? Yes. Would I bet them to do so? No, I, I would not. There's not a lot of precedent, as I'm sure you guys know, for a team like OKC with this core not really having much experience making even one postseason run, you know, historically in the NBA, unless you're putting together, you know, a Boston Celtics or a Miami Heat super team, you know, these things take time. You, know, you you need players to coalesce. You need players to go through those runs, get there, fail a couple of times before getting over the mountaintop. So I think Oklahoma City absolutely has to be taken seriously. There's a reason that they're tied for the number one seed right now at 40 and 17 out West. But when push comes to show, you know, if I take them over Denver, in a seven game series or by taking take them over the LA Clippers if everybody's healthy in a seven game series I mean, even right now guys their potential first round matchup could be the three headed monster that is the Phoenix Suns and it's like I, I don't know if i'm taking you know SGA Chet Holmgren and Jalen Williams over Devin Booker Kevin Durant and Bradley Beal so i would be surprised if we see Oklahoma City uh, even make the NBA finals this year i think we could talk about that in 2025
0: when it comes to the futures board, whether it be Eastern Western Conference, NBA titles, are there, are there any teams that you look at that board and you think, OK, that's that's good value should bet now?
4: Yeah, I think there are a few, um, you know, right now in the East, it's really tough to look anywhere other than Boston. Uh, I know Milwaukee feels like maybe they're starting to get it together a little bit, but I have questions about the Bucks depth uh, well beyond you know some of the issues with the fit of Damian Lillard so far this season. You know, the two teams that have jumped out to me, guys, and I've been on this for for the last few weeks. Out West, it's still the Dallas Mavericks. I know they they took a tough loss yesterday to Indiana. That ended a seven-game winning streak for the Mavs. But I love what Dallas did at the trade deadline. I think they were one of only a handful of teams that went out and addressed exactly what they needed at the deadline. And that was, one, getting rid of Grant Williams. Two, adding to their depth up front, not basically just having Derek Lively out there as a rookie asking him to to guard Nikola Jokic in a playoff series. So bringing in P.J. Washington, bringing in Daniel Gafford, that makes me feel a lot better about the pieces around Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving for this Mavs team. And just two years ago, guys, we saw Luka single-handedly drag a vastly inferior version of this Mavs roster all the way to the West Finals. We, we know he's the type of player, one of only three or four in the league, who can single-handedly carry you uh, all the way through a playoff series. So it's going to be tough out West. There's a reason that they're 28-1 right now. At the DraftKings Sportsbook for my favorite long shot out west, the Mavericks. And in the east, I'm still going with Miami, guys. You've seen it too many times. As long as they're in the tournament, they're going to be the team that nobody wants to play. I still like what they did getting at Rozier. I know it has immediate results, but I think there's a case made that they are the deepest team in the Eastern Conference. And we know already they're a bad matchup for Milwaukee and they're a bad matchup for Baltimore.
5: Nick, a team I don't think gets talked about a lot for what's at stake is the Suns. When you trade that much for a player as old as Durant, you got to win the title and you got to win it soon. I just I'm skeptical they can stay
4: healthy for four rounds. Do you think there's any value on Phoenix? Where are you at here with the Suns? Yeah, the Suns are down to sixteen to one right now at the DraftKings sports book. I'm I'm not as out on Phoenix as some other people seem to be. Uh, you know, I think they're they're in the same basket me as a team like the Lakers where you almost throw out what they do. In the regular season, now I'm a lot more concerned about the Lakers than I am the Suns, but as long as the Suns you know, can, can emerge from that play-in zone, which I think they will, I think they can pass up New Orleans or Sacramento, if not both, they're one of those teams that nobody's going to want to play. Right? I mean, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, that becomes a bit more of an advantage in the postseason. Right? You're dealing with six, seven-man rotations as opposed to what you seeing in the regular season. So I, I actually do think there is a little bit of value on the Suns. I mean, they're, they're a team, talent-wise, that stacks up well with anybody in the well.
0: Nick Whalen, senior NBA analyst at Rotowire, joining us here on the Lombardi line. And there's a four-game slate coming up tonight in the association. Not quite as good as what we had yesterday, but still money to be made, I'm sure. Any game specifically that stood out to you as far as today's card goes?
4: Yeah, it's a strangely small Monday night slate in the NBA. Typically, we get like, you know, nine to 12 games on a Monday. So we have to be a little bit more selective here. You know, I'm looking at the the Pistons Knicks game, and I'm staying away from the double digit line in favor of New York. But I love Jalen Brunson, over seven and a half assists tonight. That's at minus 115. That's been one of my pet props all year. The number always seems to be hanging around six and a half, seven and a half. Uh, and on the Detroit side of things, Jalen Duran, over 10 and a half rebounds. Now, this one correlates specifically to how many minutes does Jalen Duren play? This is not necessarily a great matchup. New York's been one of the best rebounding teams in the league all year, but so is Detroit. Jalen Duren has gone over 10 and a half old guys in 19 of 21 games when he plays more than 30 minutes. So all we're asking of Detroit here, keep this game relatively close. Keep Jalen Duran in the game in the fourth quarter because if he could get to 31 minutes, that seems the magic number. So I like the over 10 and a half board for him, Uh, And then I'm looking at the under 225 Heat-Kings game in the late window. No Jimmy Butler. Just got word about 10 minutes ago that neither Terry Rozier nor Tyler Hero will be available for the Miami Heat. Miami's already the best under team in the NBA, 35-21 to the under this season. They're 20-8 to the under on the road. Sacramento, they've been an over team, but 5-3 to the under when they're on the second back-to-back.
5: Nick Holmgren is up to 5-1 to one to win Rookie of the Year. Do you think he has a chance to get back in this race for a Rookie of the Year? Or any other awards you think have value right now?
4: Yeah, Rookie of the Year is tough to me. I don't think I would bet it right now. I know Wembenyama is as short as like minus 10,000 at some books. And I think the most important thing is he's already played 50-plus games. And to my knowledge, the 65-game minimum does not apply to Rookie of the Year. I thought Victor Wembenyama would miss more time by now. I think there is still the risk that they shut him down late in the year. But I think the fact that he's just gotten 50 games and will likely exceed 55 and maybe push 60 games, I think that's going to be enough for most voters. And the way he's played over the last month, I mean, a little over a month ago, guys, he was plus 150. Jet Holmgren was the favorite. And that shows just how much that switch has flipped for Victor Wembanyama. And I think the narrative is with Wembanyama. He's absolutely lived up to the hype as the super prospect, the best prospect since LeBron James. I don't think there's a whole lot of value in Chet Holmgren, unless you think Victor Wembanyama is being shut down very, very soon, or, or you think an injury is coming. Because really, the only advantage right now for Holtren is that he might end up playing a few more games, and obviously, he's on a better team. But historically, Rookie of the Year does not really correlate team success. We saw Andrew Wiggins win this award on a 16-66 Timberwolves.
0: What about in the NBA MVP market? Nikola Jokic, a minus 160 favorite right now. Shea Gilgis-Alexander still at a plus money price, plus 250. Doncic, plus 650. Giannis, 14 to 1. And then it starts to fall off pretty precipitously after that. Is there any value on the board still beyond the odds on favorite?
4: You know, I wouldn't bet SGA at plus 220. I don't really love the case for him, you know, unless OKC really separates itself in the Western Conference and, you know, gets the one seed by like five games. I just don't think he's going to win the statistical argument over Jokic or over Doncic or even Giannis. I mean, his counting stats are incredible, but in the modern NBA, when you stack them up against these other candidates, I don't think they're really going to stand out. I think Luka and Giannis are the best values right now. I do think it's Jokic's award to lose. But I think the narrative with Dallas all season was, well, they're this middling team. They're kind of in the middle of the conference. And Yeah, that's true. They're the eight seed right now, but they're not that far behind, you know, teams like the Nuggets and the Clippers and the Kings. They're a couple hot weeks away from potentially climbing all the way up to the fourth seed in the Western Conference. So Luke is going to win a lot of the statistical arguments. I think if the team success comes along with that, beating him at six, seven, eight to one, depending on where you look, I think that could be a good value. And there's still value guys in Giannis 15 to one. I mean, he's right there statistically with all these guys. Milwaukee, in my opinion, will likely finish as the two seed in the Eastern Conference. It feels like it's been kind of a disappointing year overall for Milwaukee, and that's taking down Giannis's overall candidacy. But he's having the best individual I think of his career. And the fact that Damian Lillard has not played well for basically two months now, and Milwaukee is still 16 games above 500. I mean, that speaks to just the degree to which Giannis has carried this team. So Luka and Giannis would be the guys that we look at outside of Nikola Jokic.
0: Nick can always count on you for some great information. Really appreciate you taking some time today.
4: Hey, any time, guys. Thanks. Nick Thanks, Whalen,
0: Nick. doing great stuff over there with Rodawire. You can also catch him on Sirius XM NBA. Follow him on X at Whalen, except the L is a one. Number one on our show and in our hearts. Nick Whalen, everybody. We'll be right back on the Lombardi line, turning the page back to a little NFL. Got some futures talk, a little would you rather? Better's choice coming up with Will Hill next.
4: This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on v the sports betting network.
0: Put the VEASAN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VEASAN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VEASAN Pro annual subscription today. You'll get your first year for only $199. Instead of the typical $240 price, all you have to do is use our promo code Lombardi. Get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do for an entire year, including our daily best bets with the leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. Betting systems, premium analysis, 24-7 video access, plus our upcoming March Madness betting guide with best bets bracket breakdowns for every game and every round of the tournament. Remember to use that promo code Lombardi, get your first year of Vsin Pro access for $199. Sign up today at v slash subscribe. Will Hill and Stormy Bonatoni with you as we welcome you back to the Lombardi line. And you joked about it earlier, Will, it would not be a show with me if we were not playing a game. So Get ready for betters choice. It's essentially a would you rather situation. We're going to look at either players, teams with similar odds, similar markets, team crossovers, what have you, and see would you rather bet this or this among the two options. Are you ready, sir?
5: Can you explain the rules to me one more time? No, I'm ready to go. Let's do it.
0: (laughs) All right. Better's choice on some way too early NFL futures. First one, we're going to go to the MVP market. Would you rather take Patrick Mahomes to win the NFL MVP for the second time in three years at plus 650 or Josh Allen to get his first at seven to one?
5: I would rather have Mahomes. Mahomes is the best player. Mahomes is the best player by a wide margin. Allen still has the turnover issues. That's there's more competition for Allen in that division, and finishing first place is almost a prerequisite to winning this award. I mean, Allen's going to be a division where the Jets get Rodgers back and have a top ten pick. I I thought they're going to be good last year. We never got to find out. Uh, I think they'll be good this year. Maybe they trade for Devontae Adams. They still have Tua in Miami, uh, and then you have the Patriots. But look, my Kansas City really doesn't have a competitor. I'm sure Chargers will be better with Harbaugh, uh, t- teaming up with Herbert. But to me, this is Mahomes. He's the best player. Easier division. Six to one, I mean, was it plus six plus six hundred plus six fifty? That's okay. It's not great. I wouldn't bet it now just because it's February. You're not going to win this award till next February, even if you do win. But all things being equal, I would take Patrick Mahomes.
0: So the thing with Josh Allen for me that bothers me is just the number because he's always among those always. shortest shots and then it never ends up going anywhere. It's like
5: Luka in basketball. Luca's always like the second or third favorite. And he just never wins. His team never has success. I you know, agree. He's so it, 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 that it's, number's too short. It's
0: frustrating and that's why I wish that the presumed turnovers were built into this a little bit so that we could get a double digit number or get a little bit more bang for our buck here on Josh Allen because if he did have a great year and was able to reel in the turnovers I would love this bet but eh, unfortunately not going to be there. So I'm with you. I would I would rather, if I had to choose between these two, I'd stick to Patrick Mahomes just because you know what you're going to get with him. And I'm sure the assumption is this offseason that he might actually get a true wide receiver weapon to join that squad. At least I, I hope he gets one because he's been doing a lot with a little that if you could give him a little bit more um, on the offensive side of the ball, he would appreciate it. Let's stick with the Chiefs though for this next one. The two teams that played for the Super Bowl this year, would you rather the Chiefs over... 10 and a half wins. It is a heftier price at minus 145, or the 49ers over 11 and a half, where you're getting plus money, plus 125.
5: This one's easy for me. It is Chiefs over. I'm surprised this is only 10 and a half. Again, there's some juice, but they're always good for 11, 12 wins. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at them this year. They lost a the game to the Eagles where on Monday Football, they couldn't catch the ball, drop a touchdown, dropped a couple of touchdowns, I think. That first game against the Lions, they dropped balls left and right. They let the Packer game get away. They let that Raider game on Christmas, where the Raiders did nothing, they lose that game. Bad year, no receivers. They still won 11 games. I mean, when you have the best quarterback, usually you win 11, 12-plus games. Think all the Brady Patriot teams, the Peyton Manning Colt teams. When you got the best quarterback, that's usually 12-plus wins, and that was 16-game schedule. Uh, So to me, they're going to win their 11, 12-plus as long as Mahomes is healthy. I know the schedule's tough Anytime you win your division. First-place schedule's not easy, but you still get the Broncos twice, the Raiders twice, uh, the Chargers twice, who they they do okay against. Uh, To me, it's an over on, on the Chiefs. 49ers. Not only it's a couple of things. You got to get to 12. I know you're getting a plus number, but getting to 12 is not easy. And I do think the trend is real. the Super Bowl loser, just doesn't seem to do as well the next year. I mean, look at Philly this year. I know they played well in the beginning of the year, but they collapsed. The last time San Francisco lost the Super Bowl was it Garoppolo got hurt in the in the COVID year. But that's a real trend. The the Super Bowl loser usually does not do well. Usually does not go over their win total the following year. Or so. Chiefs over would be the play here.
0: I don't appreciate your analysis here, but I, I think I both of those numbers are going over though next year. Like yeah. I would, I would be shocked if the chiefs didn't get double digit plus Me wins. Too. Like they, they were going to get 11 plus and the 49ers have had what 12, 13 wins each of the last two years. So I, yeah. I feel like they'll be able to do it again, especially since they're maintaining their core and
5: fear- there's enough talent for 12 and five. I agree. I I would probably bet over before I would bet yeah. under, but When you're you're trying to get to 12 wins, there's no margin for error. Like if you lose Purdy for a month, can you still get to 12 wins? If you lose McCaffrey for a month, like I don't know, getting to 12 is a lot – Eventually, you're going to run into a bad year here, but I'd probably go over before I went under. But I do like the Chiefs more.
0: And and these are the only win totals that we have available right now on DraftKings. as these start to come out and become readily available with every team. Like there's going to be better bets on the board than just these two teams, obviously. Um, But let's go to the reigning offensive rookie of the year. For him to win MVP, the price is 14 to one in CJ Stroud or his head coach to win coach of the year, both in that 14 to one, 15 to one range. Who would you rather have a ticket in pocket for?
5: I guess Stroud. I think it would be hard for Ryan's to win this award. Usually you do this. You win this coach of the year by doing less with more or overachieving or coming out of nowhere. Last year was the come out of nowhere season. They didn't win it. So I don't think he'd get it the year after. There's going to be expectations on them. So I don't think like even if they won 10 or 11 games, it's not going to be like, oh, my God, D'Amico Ryan's did this great coaching job. People are going to there's going to be some expectations with them and expectations make it hard to win coach of the year. So I prefer Stroud again, 14 to one. He'll probably win one in his time. He's, he's that level of player 14 to one. Is that a great number? No, but I, I'd rather bet Stroud than a bet. Ryan's
0: I, I agree fe- or disagree. I, I agree with you. I think D'Amico Ryan's probably should have won this year, considering how abysmal. Tied, the Tex- Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the thing. Like, I, I mean, Kevin Stefanski completely deserving with what they accomplished getting to the playoffs, despite having to play five quarterbacks and having a guy that they spent an arm, two legs on uh, not being available or good when he was available in Deshaun Watson. So um, both very deserving. I just thought that if there was a year that D'Amico Ryans was going to win it, it would have been this year with the turnaround that they had. So CJ Stroud and Jordan Love, I I have a feeling are going to be popular plays for people in the MVP market this year. Um, The Detroit Lions... One win away from making a Super Bowl, ultimately did not get there, but now they have the experience. Would you rather bet Detroit at 12 to 1 to win the Super Bowl or Aiden Hutchison to win defensive player of the year, same odds?
5: I'd rather go with Hutchinson. It feels like the Lions again, that's that's going to be tough for them to get back. The division's getting better. You mentioned Green Bay's on the rise. The Bears, with all their draft assets, their defense, the Vikings still aren't a bad team. And if you're the Lions, you still got to go for, through the 49ers, Cowboys, teams like that. Maybe the Eagles get their stuff together. So by default here, Aiden Hutchinson, who's a tremendous player, uh, 12 to 1. I'd, I'd rather go with the player here to win the award than the team. 12 to 1, again. it just feels a little short. They should be in the mix. They should win their double-digit games. But I don't know, 12 to 1, I don't feel like I'm getting a, a good bet. I'd rather take the player. How about you? Which direction would
1: you go?
0: Um, I think I actually might like the Lions here. If I had to choose one, I think I might go Detroit. And I, as a 49ers fan, obviously I'm so, so, I was so elated that the 49ers were able to come back in the second half of that that uh, NFC championship game to win, but the Lions probably should have won that game. They've got the head coach. They've got the core. They have the experience now where I think that was something this past postseason, a lot of people held against them that they couldn't be a Super Bowl team because they hadn't been there. Now they've you know got that experience. They know what it's like to, to be in that position. I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. Um, and I just... Defensive player of the year, Aiden Hutchinson, he's he's fine. I just think there are some other players that would be more worthy and better and have more opportunity to bump up those sack numbers. One more here for us quickly. Let's go out to Los Angeles and the Chargers. Jim Harbaugh to win coach of the year. He is the favorite in the market right now, plus 550. Or your boy, Justin Herbert, 12 to 1. Although based on your comments earlier on Mahomes, I think I know the answer. Maybe?
5: Yeah, I don't love either. I guess I would go to Herbert just in case he did steal the division. He could. There's a path for him to do it. And I do think they will be better. I just don't know that Harbaugh is going to get the credit if they have a turnaround because everyone kind of everyone kind of everyone likes their talent. Everyone kind of assumes they've underachieved. It's not going to be like, oh, my God, how did Harbaugh win with this team? It's going to be like, yeah, he's supposed to win like they have good players. I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking See, it. OK,
0: so well, I, yeah, this is ahead. this is where I disagree, because, yes, right. they've had all of the talent. They've they've had these high expectations and they've never been able to reach it. If Jim Harbaugh is the only significant element of change that yeah. you have in here and they go and like have an unbelievable season and compete with the Chiefs for the division, you yes. don't think he would win this?
5: He might. But they made the playoffs two years ago. They almost made the playoffs three years ago. It's not like they've been a four or five win team like they're people kind of regard them. But as they like were a, a
0: five win team this year.
5: This year Herbert got hurt. It was a weird year, but I, the market doesn't rate them as a five-win team. The market sort of likes them. They're always so overrated. I, it, it's a weird thought exercise. Maybe he could win. I just I don't know. I'm I'm. Bet. I, sounds I, like you, so. So you like the plus five fifty?
0: I no. I don't want to bet it. But I'm just All saying right. I can I can see it. I can see the argument, and I think that the Chargers could be one of those teams that has a remarkable year one turnaround because of the guy they have at the helm. Which uh, Yeah, a plus five fifty in a in a market like this, I don't want to bet that right now but um we shall see as we get closer we're gonna wrap things up with some of our best bets of the night when we come back closing things out on the lombardi line
3: witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-QX80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
0: Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well.
2: Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy, and anytime is right to listen to iHeart Radio's iHeart Country Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
4: This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on Vicent, the Sports Betting Network.
2: This
0: week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the app and use the promo code VSIN when you sign up. V S I N DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours stormy von and tony and will hill with you as we wrap up this monday edition of the lombardi line presented by DraftKings, and we're going to close things out today looking at the college basketball and nba cards giving out some of our favorite plays for the day and in in college hoops today only really i guess two marquee games if you even want to call them that and you do have a bet in pocket in one will what you got
5: I took the two touchdowns with Miami, plus 14 against Carolina. I just think this line's inflated. It's getting 14 in the conference games a lot. We saw that michigan Purdue yesterday where sometimes these teams that are around the one line, they just get naturally inflated. Nobody wants to bet Miami. They've lost a bunch of games in a row. They're banged up. One of the better players, Packers, or I think he's their third-leading scorer. These teams met not that long ago, February 10th, the day before the Super Bowl. Three-point game. This is still a Miami team that... Uh, Made the final four last year, made the elite eight the year before. This is not like DePaul or something as bad as they played, They do have some talent. I just I think there's some three point regression coming for North Carolina's defense where they've held teams to 28 percent from three. You could say that's good defense. Some of the shot quality numbers suggest it's just it's some variance. It's some good luck in their fortune. So, again, 14 is a big number. I'll take the points there. I haven't gotten to the point where I'm taking Baylor. I would hope for a three. I, if I had to bet it right now, I take the two and a half, and that's in the other marquee game against TCU. It's just so hard to win on the road in the Big 12, but I think it's a good matchup. They uh, they thrive at defending the rim. They're good in transition. Those are things TCU does well. You get a Baylor team that's probably in a bad mood. Maybe they felt they they let one get away the other day against Houston, a game they came all the way back in, lost in overtime. It was a really good game, a high level game, almost like an Elite Eight type game. Uh, with those two teams. So we lean to Baylor, but I did take Miami here uh, plus the 14. And d- do you have anything? I know you withheld a 23 to 1 parley that hit from <laughs> me yesterday for whatever reason. I don't know. Some people are calling it selfishness. I wouldn't go there. I wouldn't say that about you. But do you have anything that you've played so far?
0: Well, I wish that I could put in the text message right away, like a guaranteed Mm. winner lock of the day. Unfortunately, those don't exist. And I spared you from the losers as well. But I mean, there's only so much I can do here. Will. and like I said, so it's just a fun exercise. Do you and your wife ever do anything like that, though? Does she I don't know. Does she like betting? Do you guys put together a parlay together on the weekends? Am I am I like psychotic for doing that with my husband? That that's how we like have fun?
5: She has betting accounts, but those are betting accounts that I like to uh, I orchestrate and use. Uh, You're getting use for the free bonuses, promotions. So no. Yeah, there you go. Yes.
0: yes. <laughs> Genius. Well played. Okay, so yesterday, yesterday, we had a five teamer come through today I do have a few bets in the NBA and again like take this with a grain of salt this is me looking up very basic information and rolling with teams on on back to fading teams on back to backs and d- different things like that that just feel good in the moment and uh, I did a four-teamer that pays out around 12 to 1-ish with the Heat despite not having Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, or Rosier out there against the Kings uh, Sacramento on the second half of a back to back I'm taking the points with Miami I've got the Grizzlies plus two against the Nets. I actually like I like a money line price on them, too. in this one plus 114 plus 115, wherever you can find it. But I like the plus points with Memphis. I think that Knicks Pistons has blowout potential. Pistons worst team in the league, and it's not close. Eight and 48 on the year. They've lost five straight or coming off a close loss to the Magic, which isn't anything to write home about. They're even worse on the road. Um, So I, I think the Knicks should be able to cover the double digit spread in this one. I have 10 and a half in my parlay, but that's been bet up because I think I think a lot of people are thinking the same way that I am from that standpoint and then I laid the six with the Pacers against the Raptors um, Pacers won for their last five uh, six of their last eight games straight up four of those wins have been by six plus points I know both meetings this season have been closer including Indiana's two point win over Toronto on Valentine's Day but I feel like there should be a little bit more room in this game the Raptors beat Brooklyn and, Al- Brooklyn and Atlanta their last two games but again nothing to write home about there they've dropped 15 of 19 prior to that and haven't won three in a Row all season so I'm not worried about them winning this game I'm definitely not worried about them covering uh although maybe I should be this six is more points than they've had in the two matchups previous I just feel like Indiana shouldn't have a problem tonight
5: sound like an NBA sharp I think you're thank you you're uh, playing possible but I'm not following the NBA I'm not really embedding it and then you come out with all this NBA knowledge that you just drop on us um <laughs> K-
0: knowledge. let me ask
5: you so so when you guys when you and your husband do a parlay and it hits what like is it is it do you guys spend the money on something together? Do you split the money? And if it loses and you're the one that costs the pick, like what, what is that dynamic? Like?
0: Wow. I can't believe you're pulling out all the shots and really, I, we just, it's basically bragging rights. If somebody loses okay. the other one, it's just like throughout the household, like, okay, you're the problem. Can't believe you cost us. I guess you're doing the dishes today to earn back your keep. Like it's all fun in our, in our house for sure. Usually, I mean, parlays are hard, especially when we're doing five or six games and you're taking some shots. Like I told you, Yesterday, we even did the two team money line underdog parlay. And so you don't go into it with the expectation that this is going to be a huge bet and we're definitely going to win they're just little fun things that we do um, like
5: yesterday do, do you have to agree on the picks though is it no. like hey I give three you give three or do you have to co-sign the pick? okay
0: no not at all it's like okay what do you like what do you like and then we just put them together and sometimes I I'll tell you there's a lot of raising eyebrows and we give each other grief about it but then when it hits it's like I told you I knew it all along I'm a genius you know it's just the fun I think in the house <laughs> whole thing to do what, what's what sports he does that he bet? Together. Does
5: he bet college and NBA?
0: Uh, no, he likes NBA. He's not a big, big college. Okay. I, I do more of the college, and he does more of the NBA stuff. Um, and then we both love football, obviously. So that's how our union hath come together. But is there anything that you like in the association today? Any of those games that you were looking at?
5: I would lay it with the Knicks. I mean, the Pistons, yeah. like you said, they're the worst team in the league. Although the Wizards might... Finish Give them a run for their them. Money. The Wizards don't win any games and they have a really tough schedule going forward. I mean, the Wizards, unless some of these teams they play at the end of the season, just uh, don't care and take their foot off the gas. I mean, the Wizards might not win many games the rest of the year. They only might win. Uh, I don't know. And this is a bad year to uh, to have the first pick because I don't even know who the who the projected one is. You, you look at different mocks, you see different guys. Uh, Being projected, it's not a year with Webb and Yama or even close. It's it's a down draft from what everybody says. But yeah, I, I would look for the Knicks who are banged up. They haven't played well. They really haven't played well in a few weeks. Maybe they get right here and. And do a number on Detroit in uh if, if I had to play one, I think I'd lay it here with the Knickerbockers.
0: Yeah, I feel that's that's one of my favorites too. And that one, I would say the Knicks and the Grizzlies are the two that I, I like the most. I know the Knicks had that rough nine game losing stretch uh to open up the month. They had a ton of injuries, but they've won two of their last three, including that upset of the Bucks. Jaron Jackson's been playing, his playing has been a big positive. I don't know. Like, I I feel like that's these games tonight just don't really do a lot for me. It's more just a fun thing. But I feel like the Nets are so bad that even when the Grizzlies aren't at their top tier in terms of health, that they still shouldn't have a problem at home to win, win as an underdog.
5: And the Nets are almost the worst thing you can be in, in the NBA. They're not only they bad, but they're bad and they don't have their stuff. They don't have their oh. picks. They Houston owns all of their picks. They control their draft. And I, I guess there were some reports that before the deadline, Houston said, hey, if you give us bridges, we'll give you your picks back, which is kind of mean. It's kind of funny in a way. It's kind of mean. But if I were the Nets, I think I would have been tempted to do that. I know Bridges is a good player. I get the sense they've overvalued Bridges. There's some reports and you never know what's yeah. true, but there, there's been some reports that they've turned down offers for like four and five first round picks for bridges where I know he's a good player, but you're not really going anywhere. If he's your best player, I'm not sure you're going anywhere. If he's your second best player again, he's a nice player, but probably on like a title team he's probably like a third best player kind of guy. So I don't know the nets, not only are they bad, And with Atlanta being hurt, I don't even know, could they catch Atlanta with with, with Trey Young being hurt? Could the Nets get that final playing spot? Do they want that final playing spot? I don't know. But yeah, the Nets just have no direction right now. They're bad and they don't have their stuff. So that's like the worst spot you can be in the NBA.
0: They haven't reached 100 points in their last three games, like looking at some of their offensive stats, bottom of the league in nearly every offensive category. And again, tonight to go back to Memphis, they've covered four straight games 11 and four ATS their last 15. So even though they haven't been winning a ton of games, they have been covering. And so I, I I think they win tonight. I just I just don't believe in anything about this Nets team. And it's not like the Grizzlies are my favorite squad in the NBA right now. But it's in a card that doesn't have a lot of options. I think that this one and the Knicks are, are good bets today. Before we head out, for anybody that missed your Lakers play, you want to remind them about it?
5: Yeah, and maybe we can get the committee to move up the start of this tournament. It's March 17th for the start, and we're sitting here talking Nets, Grizzlies. Please get this tournament Please help underway. Us. help us. Uh, I, yeah, I, like, I think the Lakers are going to miss the playoffs. They're destined for a tendency. That means going on the road to win two playing games just to get into the main draw. Their next nine games are very difficult. A bunch of games against the Thunder, the Timberwolves, uh, you name it. It's just good team after good team. So to me, the Lakers are going to finish right around 500. They're going to be in a hole trying to get into the playoffs. So Lakers to miss. It was minus 140 yesterday when I gave it out on this show. Uh, Minus 170 now. I think it's still playable. I probably wouldn't go much higher than that, but Lakers are not making the playoffs.
0: I love it. Uh, And we'll have more from Will Hill tomorrow and the next day as well, filling in for our guy, Michael Lombardi while he's getting a little bit of time away. Um, And remember, he has a new episode of the should have bet more podcast that dropped this morning him and our guy JVT Jonathan Toble our senior NBA analyst here at v looking at some NBA futures and awards markets that's a wrap for us today on the Lombardi line coming up next on v is sharp money and if you're watching on DraftKings Network Ross Tucker coming up after this